Welcome everyone to episode 117 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today I welcome an artist out of Houston. Her name is Lillian Grace. Me and Lillian actually connected via the Creators Club app. If you remember a few weeks ago, we interviewed Abby Sarabia, who's the creator of that app. So this connection kind of came directly from that relationship. Uh, and Lillian actually added one of my songs called Solo with Grizz to her indie artist playlist. And we connected over doing this podcast. And I finally got her on the show today. Uh, we talked about her many influences from both her parents and really just growing up in choir, how that re- led to her uh, becoming a producer as well as a singer and a songwriter. Uh, we talked about her different styles of production, uh, especially that's very well documented in the singles Repair My Soul and the new one Marquee uh, that came out in July. And we talked about this, you know, the story behind those two tracks. Um, and I really appreciate Lillian kind of giving more of an insight into her personal life as well. And she does that through the music. And I think that's very, you know, incredible to see someone be that vulnerable in the music. Because sometimes that's not always easy. Uh, so I think you guys will get a lot out of that in this episode. Um, and specifically just her talking about, you know, being an independent artist. Now she's going to end up moving to Nashville very soon. So I wish her luck on that move. Uh, kind of just trying to get a change of scenery. But overall... Lillian's ceiling is very high, and I look forward to seeing what she does in the near future. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome, everyone, to episode 117 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today's artist comes to us from the Houston area. I connected with her on, I believe, the Creators Club app, Abby Sarabia's app, amazing app. Go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, Lillian Grace is here. How are you, Lillian? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing great. And like I said, you know, thank you for wanting to be on the show today. Uh, I'm very excited to be interviewing you. And to start off every episode, we have the guests give some background. You know, how long have you been doing music? How did you get into it originally? For those that might not know you and what you do. Okay. Um, Well, I'm a singer, songwriter, and producer. So um, my music journey kind of started at different times uh, for different things. So I've been singing my entire life um, through church choir, musical theater. um, And then around 13, 14 is when I started songwriting. And then um, around 15 is when I started producing. And I'm currently 20. So probably singing my whole life, songwriting for about seven years and producing for about five years. Mm -hmm. what got me originally into music, I've always really loved music. Um, my mother played a lot of uh, Mary J. Blythe, Christina Aguilera, um, very powerful female vocalists when I was younger. And um, my father was not in the picture until I was uh, like into my teenage years. And whenever he came into my life, he brought um, Alice in Chains, Sublime, um, all of these heavy rock artists that I also love. So um, I also grew up going to concerts a lot. And when I was 13, I had a fan page for Sam Smith. And it was pretty successful. Um, And through working on a fan page for Sam and seeing how his music was impacting other people, um, I wanted to do the same. And so that's really what kicked off my... I'm a sad girl. I'm going to write sad music. (laughs) Um journey yeah. i guess yeah it's it's kind of cool too that you drew inspiration from a lot of different sides too and genres as well because i think like i've talked to a lot of artists and they usually draw from like a couple different genres it sounds for you it's kind of been like a melting pot of a lot of different things too 
from like your parents and everything and like like you said just running like that that page and everything and just seeing that uh kind of different side of everything so and and as far as like you know your music as well like is there like a preference as far as like are you leaning more toward like singing songwriting or is like producing up there as like something you enjoy doing the most like or does it not matter as long as it's music related and you're just having fun like you don't really care Um, as long as it's music related, um, I am a sample producer, so for the most part, I just layer different sounds that I like and put them together. Um, eventually in my production journey, I would love to learn how to make my own samples and, um, do all of that. Um, but I really love producing. I was in choir for so long that I love hearing different voice parts or even different instruments um, and layering them and seeing how they'll sound and combining them. Um, I have a certificate in audio engineering as well. Um, so I love messing with effects, all of that stuff, as long as it's art, really. Uh with, especially within this last year, I've gotten super into content creation, um, and so it's now just become not just music, but anything creatively inclined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For as far as like the songwriting and everything goes too. So like, if you're making, let's say you're producing a song for yourself, are you gonna make the beat first and then kind of get that done and then continue on to the lyrics and figure out what inspiration you can get going from there? How does that process go for you, at least now? Um, now, I I typically start with the lyrics. I know that sounds a little weird. Um, my production and my songwriting are two different things to me in my brain. And I will just have lists and lists of songs that I've already written and completed. And whenever I have a beat that I really like, I'll go back and see which ones of my songs uh, that I've written have worked with that beat. Mm -hmm. Um, That's typically what I do. Um, And my songwriting process typically just comes from things going on in my life um, and feeling overwhelming emotions and writing about them to try to subdue those strong emotions. Um, So I don't feel like I can sit down, make a beat, and then write a song on top of it because it's very circumstantial when I want to write. Yeah. I feel, because myself, I can only, like, make beats and stuff like that. I've never had the ability to songwrite or, like, sing or rap or anything. So I can imagine, too, it's almost like, it would probably be like sensory overload because if you're trying to like make the beat right there and then also go right into songwriting, it might be like, I need to take a break, like at least for a little bit and let it sit and kind of like let the ideas like flow a little bit, even if you have to spend a few days on it. So I think that's almost like the best method too. Cause if you're trying to do it all at once, the song's probably not going to come out that great, you know? So I think the best thing you can do is just take your time and like figure it out. And, you have the luxury of doing that if you're doing a lot of the stuff yourself because you can sit with it as long as you want. No one's telling you, you know, you got to get it done at this time or do this. It's like you can really have that creative freedom to uh, make it what you want at the end of the day. So I think that's incredible. Um, I know know that you have released a couple songs this year, uh, and we'll get into both of them. Let's start with Repair My Soul. I kind of want to know, like, the story behind that track. Obviously, like, I've – added that to the rotation of the playlist the last few weeks and everything, have fans vote on that and everything. So like what went into making that song? Uh, what's the story behind it? Um, 
So, um, a lot of my music is, you know, based off of personal experience. And um, I was a drug addict for, hard drug addict for about two and a half years. Uh, this last April, I hit a year sober. Um, and when I was about six months into my recovery, um, I was getting very strong cravings. And I basically was like, why do I still want this thing that almost killed me? Like, it almost ruined everything, but I still want it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wrote Repair My Soul basically to avoid a relapse. Um, and on the production side of it, um, I had recently gone to my first rave. I had never been experienced to rave scene whatsoever. <laughs> and going to a festival like that and seeing how many DJs were there, it was very inspiring. And I kind of wanted to make a Lillian Grace EDM tribute in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Repair My Soul captures that perfectly um, because it does have those like intense EDM moments, but it's also poppy enough to be a Lillian Grace track. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, first off, obviously, congrats on being a year sober and everything. That's incredible. Um, and also just putting, you know, that type of deep emotion into the record, because I think that's what music is all about, is really kind of getting that stuff out there. Even the stuff that probably isn't always easy to talk about, you know what I mean, especially when you're putting it out to strangers and everything. But I'm sure that people are going to hear that song and really relate to it, you know what I mean, and find the relatability in it. Other people going through the same thing. Uh, and yeah, I really enjoyed that one right when I heard it because I was like, I got to add this into like the playlist and everything. And eventually, it's going to get on there. I'm sure of it because because I obviously keep them all in rotation and everything. So I definitely love that track. And then this past Friday, you dropped Marquee, which is the brand new one. I finally got yeah. to hear it today. Incredible song, like I love it honestly. Right when right when the chorus hits and you're just going in vocally and that acoustic guitar, I'm like, this is great. So like, tell me about tell me about that one as well. Like, what is the what's the story behind that one? Um. Well, when I was between the ages of seventeen to nineteen, um, you know, as we do, <laughs> we go through our whole phases, and um, I basically had so many one night stands, and I um, met this one guy, and I was willing to commit to him. And he did not want to commit back. <laughs> but he was willing to do all of the boyfriend-esque mm. things. And so Marquis was basically saying, I know I deserve better. I know what kind of love I need to have in my life. Um, and so I'm just going to wait for it. And whenever I do, I'll put their name on the Marquis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's like it's like the uh, gloves off approach, you know, to songwriting and everything, and like putting that song out there. So I, I definitely think that's going to do great. Uh, and congrats on the release of that as well. Um, Thanks. So obviously, you know, I've seen like your Instagram and everything and how you're pretty active over there as far as like promoting these records and doing different pieces to kind of show people that you're releasing content and everything. So what's that been like kind of putting things together and coming up with your own like strategies uh, to let people know that, you know, you're doing this music? Um, well, it's been a combination of things. Um, so when when my music journey first started professionally, um, I did an internship where Astroworld was recorded. And um, during my time there, I kind of realized I didn't want to be 
um, a full-time audio engineer, and um, I kind of got under the wing of their social media marketing uh, department, and he taught me um, about running ads on Facebook, um, running ads on Google, um, all kinds of, of social media marketing techniques, and um, I've just, through the idea of building a community and and finding um, your, your audience, um, I've just made up some of my own strategies that I do daily to increase engagement, mm-hmm. um, and it's been really cool. Um, I've made all of the lyric videos that you guys see on YouTube, so I make those, all of the little ads, um, I post them as reels right now, but um, they go with the video, and then I also have pictures that also go with the lyric video, um, and those are all free stock images that I found, um, that I pasted together and made a little story out of. Um, so... All of that's been super cool. It's super stressful, but it's looking like it's gaining success. I've gained probably about 500 followers in the last five months. Yeah. So. Yeah, super yeah. awesome. Because I know I was even having a, this conversation the other night because I'm working with this artist out in San Jose, and she's kind of brand new to everything. She's about to put out her first song, and she was asking me <laughs> about like social media. She's like, it's kind of overwhelming. I don't really know like what to do there. Like, How am I supposed to like get people to hear my stuff? And I was like, you should honestly just take your time with it. And the beauty about it is you can kind of do your own thing. Like you don't have to yeah. directly copy what everybody else is doing. You can obviously draw from what works and see like how you can apply that in your own way. But there's so many different options now with Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all these different places where you can attract the right people over time. It's just yeah. how much patience do you have to kind of sit there and build it up uh, and see where it goes and see who you can attract to your page and eventually hear your songs and everything and become a fan. Cause it's really, you know, you got to use these tools to the best of your advantage and kind of see the good in it. Everybody sees the bad in it. And obviously there's a lot of things that happen on social media that can be distracting and they might not be in your best interest, but it's like, I always view it as like, I'm using these tools for good. You know what I mean? So I'm going to use it the way it's intended to, uh, and just push positivity and push out, you know, my own narrative and everything. So I think you're doing the same thing with how you're crafting all yeah. this content around your songs. And like you said about the photos, that kind of caught my attention because you've been putting them out. Even like these singles you've been putting out, you'll put out a few pictures like for a countdown. You'll be like, it's coming in this amount of days and you'll have like a photo that catches people's attention. <laughs> like that gets people to kind of stop yeah. and be like, what is this? You know what I mean? I'm going to check it out. Yeah. So. Uh, definitely something that a lot of people can kind of look toward and kind of model after, uh, even though it is kind of a daunting task to stay on top of it, but just take your time with it. So definitely shout out to you for doing that. Um, so are Thank there, you. Yeah, no problem. So are there any like people you're working with other than just doing your own thing? Are there any collaborators maybe in Houston or maybe elsewhere that you've been kind of connecting with, maybe doing features or anything? Anyone you want to shout out? Um, dead. <laughs> uh, he's in Houston. Uh, he works at a shop called Fade a Decade. Shout out Fade a Decade. Um, and he's amazing. Uh, he was actually the first person that set up a whole feature with me. I've been asked a couple times and never been given a time or a day. So, um, it was really fun. Really loved working with him. He's mm-hmm. super talented. Now, 
are you someone that has to like be in the studio for most of this stuff or have you done a lot of stuff at home as well it, re- it really doesn't matter the setting you can kind of just and if you're in their creative flow you can kind of just record and do music wherever um at the moment i don't have enough equipment uh to be able to record my vocals at home Mm -hmm. um and since i am planning to move relatively soon i'm just gonna wait till i get up to nashville um so when it comes to recording my vocals i probably do have to be in studio Mm -hmm. when it comes to producing a beat not necessarily because i can do all of that on my laptop yeah exactly i know you mentioned before we started like recording about the move to nashville did you want to talk about that at all and kind of what is the reasoning for going up there obviously it's a big it's called a music city you know what i mean so there's got to be a reason for that move so like tell me about that like what is that going to be like for you you think um i'm very excited to move to nashville um i've lived in houston my entire life and i don't have any close family uh anymore and i just feel like um i had dead actually had mentioned to me that there's only a certain singling that you can hit in houston Mm -hmm. and um he told me basically that if I went up to Nashville, that he would not be surprised if I was signed within a year with how hard, um, I've been working in my dedication to this craft. And, um, I really just do want to take my career to the next level. And I do want to meet more like-minded people, um, who might make similar music to me. Cause a lot of people here as talented as they are, um, are hip hop artists. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be a complete, completely new experience to go up there and and dive into the music scene yeah and sometimes it's almost like you got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit too because if you're so used to the same thing over and over again you might you might think you're growing and like getting somewhere but sometimes you kind of got to like kick the seat out from under you and be like let me try this new thing and just see what happens so definitely commend you for that and good luck you know when you get up there on everything that's awesome so yeah. I know I know as well you you have this uh, playlist this new Spotify playlist uh, for badass indie artists. Uh, thank you for including my song with Grizz in there. First of all, thank you. Uh, so so you know what was the reasoning behind that? Is it just kind of to support and give back to artists in a certain way? Like how did that whole idea come about? Um, it was a combination of two ideas. Um. Through music TikTok, um, you probably get all of the music TikToks as well. Um, I saw basically it was a strategy about um, how you need to make a playlist and put all your music in it so that way um, whenever someone clicks on your song, it keeps playing your music. And I was like, okay, well, I want to do that, but I don't have all my music out yet (laughs) for the year. So I'm just going to like put together people that I've met at shows and people I've met online and it'll be great because we'll all come together in our all of our combined fan bases we should get like a decent amount of streams that would be great so um that's where Badass Indie Artists came from and it was super fun to make that playlist and to run it um and still accepting submissions and if you submit to me you will get added Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Yeah, I, lo- I love the idea because I think you I think you were just DMing people because you DM me about it and like asked if there was anything. I think you might have even put the song in there that one. And I was just like, wow, like thank you so much because uh, we had already connected through the Creators Club and everything. Uh, but I, I just think that's a great way, like you said, of building community too. Because 
all these different artists then like you know all these artists but now they don't know each other so if they're in the same playlist they can go check out those artists and then make connections and it's just a giant sense of that community building and connections and everything so only good can come out of that because i've done the same thing as far as like spotify and like obviously spotify is probably the best for a playlist because a lot of people are over there and they have the playlist thing kind of figured out like obviously like apple music and title have their thing going on but like most people when they talk about playlists on streaming they're talking about spotify playlists because they share them the most and they get reposted the most so it's like that's kind of the place to be uh but yeah i I definitely love that idea and keep doing that because like that that really like builds that sense of connection with different artists especially indie artists who are looking to get their songs kind of promoted and added to different things and gain a new audience. So exactly. definitely love that. And also from, from people that are like, you know, have 4,000 plus streams to people who only have under a thousand. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel like all of us together, we can definitely support each other. Exactly. Exactly. So I know you just mentioned that, you know, you don't have all your music out there yet for the year or anything. So what exactly is the next move? Is it another single? Is it a project maybe? Like what can you reveal uh, right now at least that you're working on? Um, okay. So uh, I will be dropping a music video next month um, as long as with a new single and a lyric video. Um, that is for next month and then the month after that there will be another single and then the month after that there will be another single and then the month after that there will be another single (laughs) Um, so there's four more songs coming and a music video and they're a lot darker Mm -hmm. um, than my first two wanted to start y'all off happy um, since I haven't dropped in a year but um, we're about to get to the meat of a lot mm. of the trauma. <laughs> I, I was about to say it might be fitting though, because it's going into those colder months too. It almost might be kind of themed to that as well. Uh, but I love that you have like a plan. You know what I mean? You have that release schedule kind of all mapped out and everything. That's kind of the way to do it too. You know what I mean? Like, because if you just come exactly. with no plan, it's never going to work. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to all that definitely when it starts coming out. Um, so thank you. Last few questions here. Uh, these are questions I ask on every episode. First one is, if you could go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself a piece of advice or maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you would do? <laughs> um, I would probably tell my 10-year-old self to have more patience. Um. There would be a lot of horrible things that will come her way, but those things will make her who she is. Mm. Um, So that is probably what I would say on a personal level, Um, at least with the music stuff. uh, It would be don't let people take you for granted. In the sense that I worked at that studio for um, Astroworld, and I cleaned that studio for eight months straight by myself and didn't get anywhere. So um, just knowing your worth and, and not letting people take you for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. So if we flip it then and we say 10 years from now, where do you envision yourself in your life and your career? Um. 
to be at least financially stable by uh, doing social media marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to own, um, if not in the next 10 years, the next 15 years, a owned and operated female media company. So we would have a recording studio. We would have um, a music video area, social media marketing. Um, I would like to have a STEM school for girls. So it would teach them robotics, um, normal engineering, like all the engineering. Um, And then I also want to have like a little daycare room. So that way female artists could feel comfortable bringing their kids um, to the studio without any harm Hmm. coming to them. So, um, that is, that is my goal to own a female owned and operated mm. media company. Yeah. That's incredible. You have to keep me posted about that. Cause, uh, every, well, this year was the first year, but every March I'm doing, uh, like a women's history type month for music. Uh, so if I could get involved in any way, if this ever becomes a real thing, just let me know. Uh, and I'll be happy to help out. Yeah. So that's great. Um, so do you have any final words of wisdom today for the listeners? Hmm. Um, prioritize yourself, take care of yourself, um, know that you are loved and you are worthy. No better words have ever been said, in my opinion. Lillian, that's all I, that's all I have for you today. I really appreciate the time. Uh, once again, congrats on all the new music you've been dropping, the consistency, um, doing just everything you're doing uh very inspiring to me and a lot of people uh so keep it up and i'm looking forward to seeing what you do next i'm looking forward to hearing your new stuff too Anthony. thanks everyone for listening today that was episode 117 we'll be back this time next week as always hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you'd like to send any funds and feel free to leave us that five-star rating if you enjoyed today's episode so we'll see you then thanks guys